Hi, I'm Mark Renner. This is Victory Over Sin. The price you paid for my life God's perfect sacrifice Sufficient for me The blood of God to atone My sin you made your own you have set me free You alone have risen You alone have saved us You alone have rescued us from the grave Glory is your reign now All creation cries out You alone are king You alone Good Saturday afternoon to you, Treasure Valley. My name is Mark Rennick, and this is Victory Over Sin. Hope all is well with you on this beautiful winter Saturday afternoon. Uh, I'm gonna. This is the part of the show where I tell you what Victory Over Sin is and who sponsors us. And we are sponsored by Systemic Change of Idaho, from which is an organization, an advocacy organization through Saint Vincent de Paul here in Southwest Idaho. Uh, what we do for them primarily is to educate you, the listener, about what it's like to be incarcerated and to come out of incarceration. And we do that in a couple different ways. One is this radio show, which is on every Saturday afternoon called Victory Over Sin. If you go back on the archives of KBXL, you can look through uh, almost 100 shows now uh, where we've talked about uh the events and the things that happen to us as we come out of incarceration. We've talked to legislators. We've talked to people who help us. We've talked to clients. We've talked to people who are just out, et cetera, et cetera. It's a good resource for you to find out anything you need to know about the Department of Corrections. We're excited about that, and we're looking forward to 2019 to continuing that process. What we also do through that same organization, Systemic Change of Idaho, is have a PowerPoint in which your business, your church, your group, for that matter, can say, hey, what's going on with the Department of Corrections? And you can reach out to us, and we will come out and give a 20-minute presentation on what it's like to be incarcerated. We'll list some of the statistics, some of the issues that those men and women face as they come out. And the good thing about this is that it is led by somebody that's a returning citizen themselves. So you'll see them stand a little prouder and stronger as they explain some of the things that are issues that you, the Idahoan, really needs to understand about the Department of Corrections. So those are some of the things that we do. And we're looking forward to a future of doing that in the, in the future because we've got lots of issues facing Idaho, especially in this legislative session that's about to start in January. And so you need to be aware of it. In particular, you might take a look at the Idaho Press Tribune, which is doing some really good stuff on the Department of Corrections. They've got a whole series of stuff on there. And we're hopeful to have some of the reporters from that situation uh, come and visit us on the radio, too. Uh, the attention will be, uh, will be um, focused on these guys. They're talking about wanting to build a half-billion-dollar prison. That was what the former director used to say. We've got a new director. He has promised to be on the show, so look for that in the next couple of weeks, too. So we're excited about all that. We're also linked up very strongly with an organization on a national level called Just Leadership USA. And if you're listening to my voice and you're either in the desert or you're driving around as a returning citizen, that is something you need to check into. That is an advocacy organization for people who have been incarcerated. It's a lot like AARP is to the senior citizen. Just Leadership USA is an organization that will advocate for those of us who have been incarcerated. 
and you may or may not know if you've heard my voice before or listened to me, 70 million people in this country have a felony conviction. So that's 70 million people who have difficulty in finding jobs because they have to check a box that says they're a felon, or they have difficulty finding housing because they have to check a box that says they're a felon. All those things need issues and need to be addressed absolutely here in Idaho. So those are the things we're working on. Uh, part of the great thing about this program is I get to interview people every week, and I've got a very special guest for you this, morning, this afternoon, and we'll be right back. The United States has the highest percentage of its population in prison in the world. That's one in 200 Americans are currently serving time in a federal or local prison. As of May 2017, Idaho has 8,223 men and women incarcerated and another 17,201 on probation and parole. So upon release from prison, who works with these individuals and families to help them transition back into our community? This is done by what we call Returning Citizens Resources and coffee shop. We offer them a cup of coffee and some resources and information to help get them on solid footing with their faith, their recovery, and to begin their new life as our neighbor. It's designed for the offender's first stop from the institution. If you'd like to help us help them, please contact Mark Rennick at 629-8861. That's area code 208-629-8861. And if you're out in the desert needing any help for your transition, we pay for that call. I've said this before on the show, and I'll say it all the time. I, the great thing about having your own radio show is you get to invite people who you think are special. And I have one of those very special people here today. Mr. Dave Browning is here. Dave, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Dave is uh, the owner of Cuna Lumber. He's a Gideon. Uh, I, I'm honored to call him my friend. He's a volunteer at Max. Thank you again so much for being here. So it's taken us a while to get you on, hasn't it? What now? It's taken us a while to get you on this. It's been a few years. Yes, I'm I'm not into this kind of stuff. Oh, man, you're perfect. Dave is one of those classic human beings that I want to grow up and be just like Dave. You know, he's that good of a guy. He really is. He's true Christian. He walks a Christian life. And uh, those of you who know him and who are listening to us now say, oh, that's Dave. That's cool. And there are a lot of people out in the desert that are going to hear your voice and are going to be excited that you're on. So thank you so much. Tell me a little bit about Dave Browning. Where were you born and all that kind of good stuff? Well, I was born in California. Uh, I did a, a testimony for the, the inmates out of Max and wrote a testimony for them to tell them why I'm in Idaho. And my reason, I believe, is God sent me here to get me to where I am today. You know, uh, with all my medical issues, if I hadn't have come here, I don't think I would have been in the shape I'm in today. And all the people that I came in contact with in the primitive area, in the backcountry, in different churches have helped me with my spirituality. And, and, and that's what this is all about, is connecting with other people. That's right. You do that so well anyway. And so when you came up here, you were, you were Grass Valley, right? Yeah. Grass Valley. So what, what, when did you come up here? Uh, 1959. 1959. And where did you go? Uh, Meridian. Meridian, really? Yep, right here. It was a nice little farming town. I bet it was. <laughs> and uh, how did you end up at Cuna Lumber, the road to Cuna Lumber? Well, we got, you know, we were in Browning Trucking, we farmed, we did a lot of different things, and mm-hmm. we were doing crates for a computer company, and we started the, the crate deal in Cuna just so we could build crates and keep up with them. 
Mm-hmm. Well, then they sold out, moved to China. So then we had to do something. So we started Cuna Lumber that way. That's right. And so uh, people, like I said, people who know Cuna, uh, know Dave and know, know his wife and Jake, his son, who run Cuna Lumber, they should stop in there. I always send people out there in terms of support for almost any project that you do out there. So that's there's your plug for Cuna Lumber anyway. Okay. Appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> Uh, tell me about, uh, you also, you and I met at Maximum Security Prison. Mm-hmm. You were a volunteer at Max. Yeah. And you've been out there for how long? Um, I've been trying to figure it out. Uh, I even asked them and they said they don't know. I'm guessing around 15 years. Yeah, I was going to say. 14, 15 years. Because it seems like I went, I was over there in 2005 and you were already there as yeah, a feature. Yeah, probably about two or three years before yeah. that. So. Okay. so that makes some sense. How did you pick Max to go to? Um, one of the guys that goes to our church asked me if I would go out to the prison with them. And it was a biker group. And I said, sure, I'd go out with them. And I was the only one that actually ended up there, but I didn't know I was going to Max. It was just kind of uh, where I ended up. And, and I believe God wanted me there. I even put out a fleece to let him know, you know, let him know, tell me whether that's where I should be. And he answered it really positively. positively. So. Well, the thing that I always have appreciated over the years that I've known you too is that like, it's certainly around the people who are the closest to you love. I think they respect the fact that you go out there, but they're not in agreement with all the time you spend out there. Yet you still keep going. And mm-hmm. I, and um, tell me about that. What you? Well, I have a lot of people ask me, why do you go to Max? Or why do you yeah. go to the prison? And And my answer to them is, that's where God called me to go. My number one answer. My number two answer is God loves us all. It's it's not what we are, who we are. He loves every person the same. So the people that are out there, God loves them just as much as he does the people that come into our lumberyard. And we try to spread the gospel there too, as much as we can. You do. You do. But our my next reason for going out there is, and I don't know what the percentage is, but a lot of the guys are going to end up coming back out, mm-hmm. you know, probably the, I don't know, was it 90%? It's 97%. 97%. 97%. So if they don't know that somebody is supporting them and somebody likes them when they get out, they have a whole lot more trouble, you know, it's harder to get back into society, yeah. you know, and just to know that somebody is thinking about them. And I had a guy the other day said the only ones that they really know that are really concerned about him is the Christian people, you know, that's true. And, and, and I believe that that is part of our our calling that God wants us to help as many people as possible. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's by the fruit of our spirit that they know us. So, you know, that's uh, that's something I share, obviously, too. Uh, and you've been consistent out there with the volunteers. And as again, I lived out there at Max. That's where I met him. But you go back out now, and you can see that he has been one of those consistent voices. And I see it in the people that, uh, particularly at Max, that will look to you and. You're that example, you're that force, if you will, in terms of the few people who do consistently go out there to give them that light. And uh, I want you to know that's that's real powerful. I think the people who, again, who are hearing my voice today, they're out there, understand that and know that. And I've talked to a lot of those guys who've gotten out, and you'll just, you'll run across them. I, uh, didn't you tell me a story about one time where you ran across somebody in Napa where that you just, you couldn't remember the name, but... I, I can remember that story. I can't remember the name of the guy. Do you remember that story, Tony? Which one? There was a guy that was working on a farm or a dairy farm, and he just met you someplace. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He 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 met me and Max out there, and and uh, 
I happened to see him at, at one of the bookstores. We went in to buy a Bible at a bookstore, and he, and as he come in the door, I walked out. I was going out, and he just ran up and hugged me really hard, and my yeah. wife was just shocked. She yeah. didn't know who it was, yeah. and he was just a really nice guy. He worked for the dairy out there. I, I haven't seen him for quite a while, but I, yeah. I'm, I'm but praying those are, that those, those are the kind of stories, though, that you and I see all the time that I think the listener doesn't see. And so you keep in mind, too, that the people who are listening to us are really good Christian people listening to us. This is an easy way to dis- to test out your Christianity, if you will, is to come down. Hey, volunteer with me, or you don't have to go to the prison. Come in, help me. You can see the changed heart, or how you can change your heart. It's real simple, and it isn't expensive, right? Mm-hmm. I, I had a guy uh, about a, about two months ago. Um, I, I do a Bible study in C Block, and he's. I've talked to him for five or six years, and, and I've given him. Everything I've tried to get him to come to Bible studies, he just hasn't never come. And he cornered me up two months ago and said, you know, I want to know more about Jesus now. And, and my whole theory was that we, we planted seeds for five or six years, That's and then all of a sudden they started to grow. And now yes. he's, he's, he's going to get out now, and he's looking for a church to go to. And, and I just keep praying that, that God will keep, keep his hand upon him. And, and, you know, for me, um, those moments when you see that, and that's just between you and him, and you see that interaction, mm-hmm. and that's that something that comes to your heart and to my heart when you really see that. Nobody else is around, and you're not standing up in front of anybody and saying, look what I did. I'm Dave Browning. I did this. That's the greatest feeling in the world, isn't it? And, and it really it's just it gives you enthusiasm about what you're doing, too. Oh, yeah. you know, I, that, mean, I get teary-eyed thinking about yeah. it. I mean, that's just, that is so exciting when something yeah. like that happens. And you can know that that work came from Christian, you know, that being a Christian and stuff like that. That, right. that, that. And you know that nobody saw it, nobody did it, but that, you know, that reinforces for me that I'm on the right path. Right, you know, and, and if, as you go out there, and you some sometimes you don't really think you accomplish anything, exactly. but you don't know what is there that yeah. you're not seeing, yeah. and yeah. and and my theory is is if I help one guy come to Jesus in 15 years, it's worth it. Absolutely, you know, it doesn't have to be huge congregations; it yep. just get yep. one yep. or two yep. people yep. is. Yep, and the feeling is just so powerful. I can't get over that. So again, you're listening to our, to our voices today, and going to Kino Lumber and saying hi to Dave and support him or. Give me a call. At the end of the show, I'll let you know how to uh, get in touch with me in terms of some of the stuff we talked about at the top of the show. But if you're interested in this, this is a very powerful way to live out your Christianity, and I would encourage you that the rewards are, uh, I'm looking at a man who has total peace in his heart and knows who he is and presents that and leads that example in his day-to-day life in everything he does. And uh, I know he's not a rich man, but I know he's a... A man at peace and knows exactly what's going on in his life. That's that's powerful. Mm-hmm. Not everybody can say that. He's also a poet, aren't you? I well, I think went, so. I, I was at I was at um, whose funeral was I at? That was my father in law. That was your father in law. Yeah. That's right. And you, it was so powerful. And that's been a few years ago. And so I have been after Mr. Browning to come on and read some poetry. And you've got a, a Christmas poem, yeah. don't you? Yeah. And, man. The, the poetry started at Youth Ramp Ranch or at the, our youth camps for our kids, and we did it as a joke. And I just kind of get getting pushed into it, so I just try yeah. to keep doing so it as much gonna, as possible. So now we're going to have it archived. So give me a Christmas poem by Dave Browning, okay? Do you want the Christmas or the first one? Let's do the Christmas one first. Let's okay. make sure that we're going. We I did this one probably, oh gosh, I don't know, 20 years ago. I love it. 
As the snow falls down and God's perfect will I seek, I began to reflect on the day and the week. Why do we make such a fuss and to-do? For the world as a whole barely knows the why or the who. But as I look all around at the sights I behold, the nature of God majestically unfolds. For God so loved the world that he sent his only Son. And that's where this celebration really begun. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, was born on Christmas Day, but not in a palace, but in a simple pile of hay. Announced in advance by prophets old and ushered in by angels bold, this holy child, spiritually conceived, came for man's innocence to lovingly retrieve. He was rejected by many and accepted by few because the righteous leaders of that day had their own narrow views. Their rituals and grandeur were under attack by the only Son of God who said he would be back. They crucified him on a rugged old cross, and for this, for his garments lots were tossed. They buried him in an borrowed unused tomb and sealed him up tight so his claims would be doomed. For he said, on the third day I shall rise again for victory over death to conquer and win. Now we can all rest assured knowing Christ's work is done and Satan is defeated and the battle is won. Now I know why he came and the sacrifices he made. I understand the love that he so freely gave. I know what we're celebrating and why we're gathered here today. But deep in my heart I have an unexplainable fear. Do we Christians today truly understand the who and the why and the love of this man the bible tells us we must be like him and with christ-like love the whole world we could win i pray this christmas will stop and reflect and show through our example the christ this time they won't reject uh you know i got teary-eyed with that that is dave browning that's victory over sin here too that's on archives you know that's I've been trying to get you to do this for several years now, right? Yeah, it's been a yeah, while. Yeah. yeah, you got teary-eyed, I got teary-eyed. That's special, and I think you guys are, um, yeah, I'm excited you got to share that. You got another one too, right? Yeah, uh, this is the one I did at, at my father-in-law's funeral. This, and, was, and, this is great. And you're going you're gonna to love this one. So, yes. This, this is called the trail of life, and yes. we all have a life that we have to go through, you know, and, and it's the, mis- the, the things that we do lead us in different ways, and the trails I've traveled have led my way through the darkest night and through the brightest days. I've gone from here to there and from there to here, and I've had not now one fear. But from time to time, I've left that trail and sought my own way, but to no avail. Now, cross-country through this rugged land is harder to do than stacking up sand. You fight to brush, and you climb the rocks, and you fall in that draw that you never saw. You cross some creeks with frozen wet feet, and you climb that mountain in spite of the heat. And just when you think that you're getting somewhere, you find out with great despair you still ain't got anywhere. Then all of a sudden you cross the trails and with great delight you give out a yell. For you know for certain on one of them ends is a friendly face with a big wide grin. Now the trail of life that you might take is the hardest choice that you'll have to make. The Bible tells us that straight is the gate and hard is the way that leadeth unto life from day to day. But if you trust in God and let him take you by the hand, he'll lead you straight to that promised land. Jeremiah said, Thus saith the Lord, Stand in the way and seek and ask for the old paths, wherein is a good way. And walk in it. Now all old ways are not for the best, and all new ways are not for the good, and I'd make you to know this if only I could. For Satan is here to lead you astray, and he'll take you from that straight and narrow way. And on this one point, there's not much more for this cowboy to say, but walk in the light from day to day. And our light is Jesus Christ. That's, you know, that was, uh, you did that at uh, his funeral, and you had, I remember you buying new, you brought new jeans for it, because you were dressing up, and it was at the church of the, communal church of the Nazarene, right? 
uh, huh? Was it a Cuna Church of the Nazarene? Or no, it, oh, no uh, this one was at my father-in-law's funeral. Oh, okay. uh, my dad's funeral. Oh, I did another poem oh, yeah. just for him. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, that, that's really powerful. Yeah. Thank you so much for that. We got that archive, man. That's good. I've, done, I've, I've accomplished something in life, and I've got Dave Browning on tape. That's fantastic. Yeah. You do. Uh, the, um, you are also, the church that you go to has always been a, one of the anchors of Cookies for Max every year. And you do that. And that's one of the things that um, I'm most proud of, too. I think when we went out that last I'm week. I'm proud of my and, church for their support. You know, that's um, um, that's so special to go out there and to see uh, the 20 volunteers or so that we went on Wednesday and hand out you know, just under 100 cookies to each one of person. Talk a little bit about that, if you would, please. You know, I, 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 the cookie drive to me is one of the most important things out there that we do. You know, um, if, if nothing else, it gives us an opportunity to talk to people. You know, if, if a lot of times when you walk up to a cell, they don't want to come to the door. They don't want to, you know, talk to you. But when you hand them a bag of cookies, you can at least give them, you know, say, God bless you. And, and you know, and it, it's, it gives us an opportunity. And they really appreciate it. I, I'm just so... Uh, Wednesday, when we gave the cookies out, that night I went back out there to do a Bible study, and, and you get so many thanks f- from the people that are there that, that it, to me, it's, it's just a well, well worth thing to do, you know. Yeah, and, it, and some of them, it's the best thing they get for the year. You know, and it really is, too. I've had people, I had people tell me, um, uh, uh, why don't you do it for other institutions, et cetera, et cetera. And I said, at some point in time, I would love to do cookies for the entire institutions. That would be great. But for the people there who are traditionally, most of them are locked down 23 hours a day, seven days a week, that that's their really their only kind of contact. That's a special way. And it's a special way for 20 volunteers. I've had, you know, there was several new people there for the first time this time handing them out. It's a way for them to see, like Leona went out for once, didn't she? Yeah. Handed out cookies. So it's a way for her to see what you do and to get involved and say, that's why he goes out there. And I, we had some ladies out there of other mentors that went out this time. It's just a real powerful situation for everybody involved. And as much as the volunteers, as, as for the cookies we're handing out to people. Yeah, And most people don't really... And I didn't when I, before I first went out there, you know, Max was, it's a whole lot different than I expected it to be, right. you know, and, and it's, uh, it, it really is, it's not that bad. No, it's not. And I was taken to this time, uh, and it was interesting for me too, because I've been out for almost eight years now, and nobody knows me anymore there with the exception of just a very few and inmates, and uh, most of the staff has moved on and done other things. And so to say, the librarians come to me and go, can you give me a list of the churches so that we can write support letters to the churches? And that's, that's impressive. I, I never did that when I was a librarian. And to see how the anticipation that people will say they're already talking about it in August for Christmas. So, uh, you know, those are the things that I'm happy that we're associated with that. And I'm, I'm, we're going to continue to do that, obviously. And that's a it helps me to know that I can always anchor you to help me put that together. And the numbers keep consistent. We're going up and up and up each year. So it's fun to do. I thank you for that. That's cool. We, we need to do a, a shout out to uh, your fellow Cunan, uh, Chris Bent, who has agreed to come on this program too because you came on. So I'm not sure that I'll send him a copy of this tape because I haven't really spoken to him yet. But he <laughs> okay. said, yeah, I said, if you help me get Dave Browning on, you'll be on. He goes, okay, if you can get Dave Browning on, I'll be on. So we need to tell, tell Mr. Uh, Pastor 
bent that he's coming on for me, will you? The the Pastor Chris, yeah, Chris is, is coming out, yeah, Chris is and, I, and and I appreciate it. I, okay, uh, Chris he, used to go out to the prison too. So yeah, I mean, he, he, he was out there, and he's got people in his church that obviously have been incarcerated and need support, and so that's good. So, and some of the people that go to his church uh, have been incarcerated. Everybody has somebody in their church that's been incarcerated. Yep. How are things with your church? They're they're doing good. You yeah. know, we're we're expanding. You know, and and uh, we, we've had a really good a good year in our church you know and i'm really happy with it you know there's probably some things that we need to to do a little bit more but we're we're we're, we're gaining and that's gaining. where we're at yeah it's all about gaining yep so do you i also know that you're by heart a mountain person right? oh yeah yep and you've been trying forever to get to the mountains is that any closer uh, we got there twice this year. Yeah. No, actually, almost three times. But we just went up for a day to drop a camper off. But don't, don't you tell me you have property up there now, right? We have a little piece of property in Yellow Pine, and that's where I kind of grew up. And that's where I first, the first time I was introduced to God and to Jesus was in the little church in Yellow Pine from a, a widow that, that had eight kids there. And she started a church, and she planted the first seed. And so I really enjoy that country. I like to go back there. Yeah, and you're... Uh, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about your bride, who uh, you're married to a delightful lady who supports you and uh, holds your hand and takes you everywhere, and um, and she's going to go with you soon. They're going to you're going to retire one of these days, or I mean, I, I met her in the primitive area. I know, in, in, in the in the probably the place in Idaho was the farthest from the nearest road in anywhere in Idaho, in the middle of Chamberlain Basin and the primitive area, which I believe was God's idea of how to get me to go you know, back to him, you know, because I had got away from him when I started rodeoing and running around in college. And so that when I got out of college, I went back there and that's where I met her. And that yeah. was God's plan. I, yeah. And it's such a cool story. Uh, you should go into Kino Lumber just to talk to Leona about that story and about how they met. Um, it is, uh, I'm jealous because uh, the, of the lifetime they've had together and the love they share. And you can see that when you go in there. I love seeing couples that have hung in there and through thick and thin and you've been blessed with uh kids that are doing well and are growing up and working for you now so you're just been truly a blessed man i think in part that's what you believe god kind of tends to favor the people who listen to his work and uh, do what they what he asked what he asked them to do and so i think you're that great example of that well we, we still have problems but god brings us through those problems yeah, you do and so you it's, know it's very, um, it's very powerful and i'm just telling you as an observer uh, you don't see people like you and Leona put together a life like you have. So congratulations for that. That gives all of us hope. And it should give you guys out there in the desert that are listening to me or you're driving around listening to me that, hey, you may have made a mistake. That's okay. Let's figure it and start talking to God now and start listening to what he's saying to you through the Holy Spirit. And let's go forward and make things better because it can start right now, this very moment. You can start. Uh, Dave wouldn't do what he does and I wouldn't do what I'd do if we didn't believe that you're in that spot right now where you can change things around and make it work. I thank you so much for coming in today. It was, it's been fun, and we'll have you back. Um, we've got it on tape, some of the, the poetry that I've always wanted. So thank you so much. Oh, right, thank you. You will learn a vision. You will learn a savior. You will learn a rescued us from the grave. Glorious, you reign now. Creation cries out. You Oh.
hopefully you can tell that was a very special uh, situation. Mr. Dave Brown is uh, genuinely one of the nicest men you will ever meet. And if you're ever looking for examples of Christianity or how to lead your life, uh, go into Ken Lumber and introduce yourself and say, this goofy guy on the radio named Mark said come in and say hi. Uh, you won't, um, it won't be something that you, um, it'll be something you enjoy by doing so. If you want to get out, you want to reach out and touch us and turn, get in contact with us about what we do, we're easy to reach. We're at www.systemicchangeofid.com. You can send us an email at systemicchangeofidaho, all spelled out, at gmail.com. We're on Facebook, Systemic Change of ID. We're on Instagram, Systemic Change of ID. You can even call us on the phone if you want to at area code 208 477 We look forward to talking to you next Saturday afternoon on Victory Over Sin.